Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here with the Freedom Nation podcast. And today I have a super exciting interview to do with Leslie Custer. Uh, Leslie has one of the coolest stories I've heard in a long time. Um, she's been working it hard for a long time. Um, and she is a story of someone who persevered, um, continued to build, continued to build, uh, had a lot of years where she struggled and then really took off uh, about 10 or 15 years ago and has been recognized all over the place in Entrepreneur Magazine and many other places and uh, just so so excited to have her on the show. So, Leslie, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And that is exactly true. It took me a really, really long time. And there's a comic, I forget his name, but his his joke was something like, it took me 20 years to be an overnight success. That's exactly right. That's me. Maybe but, I mean, longer. honestly, that's not too far out of the ordinary. I mean, some of the most successful people I've known took years to to really be successful but we see them as oh well yeah you're the super successful entrepreneur well yeah but you weren't around when nobody knew who I was <laughs> yeah exactly and you didn't know about all the problems I had and disappointments and failures and everything absolutely well let's kick it off why don't you tell us your story how did you get to where you're at today Okay, so we're, we're heading back in time here. So we're, we're talking about sometime in like the early 90s. And um, something happened in my life where my house got robbed. And because of that, I got an insurance check. And I always wanted to go traveling. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was working in PR and public relations in New York City doing, you know, the whole corporate thing. Mm -hmm. And I just decided with the insurance check that I got, that's it. I'm going to go traveling to Indonesia because I always saw the, the group of islands that were so beautiful there. And I'm just going to go. And I literally just went and I went by myself, which was very scary to just mm -hmm. do it. Yep. I did. And, and I this, traveled this the early nineties. So yeah, early 90s, a little bit of a different myself, animal. You know, you, I mean, there's no phone, you know, there's no cell phones, there's no internet. And I'm going off to Indonesia where, you know, there, you could like book a pay phone. I think I remember like, you know, wow. like, like at the one post office that, you know, and there's not another one. <laughs> 20 miles. So <laughs> imagine that kind of situation. As your daughter just disappears into the into the ether and <laughs> disappears. Uh and I had a fantastic time. Is you nice. know, you can imagine traveling all the beautiful islands of Bali, Java, uh, all these beautiful places. Mm. And then after about seven months, I thought, well, I better go back and find a job because I definitely <laughs> needed a job at that point. So I get back to New York City and I'm sitting in my kind of little dumping, dumpy apartment at that time on First Avenue. You could hear all the traffic going and I'm sitting up on my bed 
went and got the New York Times, opened the New York Times up to look at the job, you know, the, the job section, basically. Mm -hmm. And I started looking down column by column. And I'm like going, no, 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 no. And I realized there was just not one job I wanted in that entire newspaper. I didn't want to go back to PR to what I was doing before. And as I was sitting there, all of a sudden, I, I had one of those light bulb moments. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Hmm, I wonder if, I wonder if I jumped back on a plane and went back to Bali, Indonesia. I wonder if there is stuff I can buy and bring back to the US and sell. Uh -huh. And with that, I like got down off my bed because it was like a, a, a higher up bed. You had to like, mm -hmm. you know, go down almost on a ladder. And I went in and I, and I went in to find my calculator, you know, punching in numbers, how much the plane ticket would be, how much money I needed to bring to go back to Bali, how many pieces maybe I needed to buy, you know, how much did it cost to rent a street fair table, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday in New York City? Did I need a license? I just started punching in numbers. And I realized there was no way I was not going to make money unless the clothing was stolen. That was going to be my only downside. And with that, I decided to do it. And by the way, at that time, also, there were things called couriers, something that is like mm -hmm. horrifying now, which mm -hmm. basically means you're hired by your company mm -hmm. to travel with whatever you're carrying for free. Nice. And that's what I did. So I ended brilliant. up. Brilliant. <laughs> can you imagine doing that now? No yeah. way. But that's how I got back for such a you know, little amount of money. I went back. I got a huge duffel bag. I stuffed it full of uh, children's clothing because that's what I was really mm -hmm. drawn to. They did beautiful handmade batik fabrics. Mm -hmm. I brought it back to New York City. I registered for one of those street fairs. I opened up a folding table. I had my mom with me because she actually had some sales experience and I never sold a thing in my life. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I was inundated by screaming women wanting wow. to buy everything on that table. <laughs> and by the end of the day, I had $500 cash in my hand. And I was like, I think I'm going back to Bali and buying. Yeah, that's the problem. Crap. I just sold everything. <laughs> and start all over again. And that is how I launched my business. That's amazing. For many, many, many years, like literally like 18 of them. Yeah. I did street fairs uh, in New York City. I did holiday markets in New York City. Uh, I sold the children's clothing and mm. I did also, I did wholesale too, a okay. awful business that I don't recommend to anybody. <laughs> but this is, you know, when you go to big convention centers and, yep. you know, you're basically selling uh, to other stores to sell your clothing, mm -hmm. which yep. is, is Control wide. your own distribution. <laughs> exactly. It's not a good business model. And that's how I launched. That is amazing. That's amazing. So you were an overnight success. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think what people might not understand here is you're doing this in the days prior to the internet. There was no setting up an e-commerce site. Um, mm -hmm. It was really, yeah, there was not a really a scalable way to do what you were doing besides just hustle and, and do that. That's right. What, what changed for you? So what was the what was the the inflection point that made you kind of switch over to where you are today? 
Yeah, that's that's a great question. And that is exactly what happened. So, you know, as the business continued, you know, there I did more and more street fairs, more and more holiday markets. You know, I was somewhat successful, mm-hmm. but you're talking about, you know, under this is under a six-figure gross business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not very much. And then there was a point where all of a sudden the internet did kick in. Mm-hmm. And I, in fact, I think I had the, like the first Yahoo website that ever <laughs> existed. And I started to get online and, and through a series of things that happened, I ended up being on somebody else's site, which mm-hmm. Amazon ended up buying. I think mm-hmm. it was called shop.com. And so all of a sudden I found myself on Amazon, which was super new at the time, they were mm-hmm. they were only doing books, or they had yep. they had recently started with books. This is probably the mid two thousands or mm-hmm. so. I'm yeah, not and sure really, clothing was. was their next world that they exactly. Got. Yeah. And in fact, my dad, who at the time was around, let's let's call him sixty years old at the time. All right, so an older person mm-hmm. said to me, "I heard Jeff Bezos, and he mm-hmm. said clothing." is the next thing to blow up online. Yep. And everybody said, no way, women want to try on their clothes, they want to touch it. And there you go. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get on Amazon. And after a couple years of that, or a year of that, I decided to change my product line from mm-hmm. children's clothes, because there was a lot of problems with children's clothes, such as uh, liabilities with uh, sleepwear and different issues. Mm-hmm. And being a woman myself and loving clothing, yeah. I thought let's let's switch the product line. So I went into a different product line of women's clothing, and I just decided very consciously that I was going to become successful. Now I, I was in my at this time I was maybe around fifty years old, so I had wow. already been an entrepreneur for like. 20 years, because I think I started my traveling that I was talking about when mm. I was about 30. Yeah. And I was, as I said, I was somewhat successful. I, I had, in fact, I had freedom. All right. That yeah. was always my main goal was to have freedom. I could wake up when I wanted. I could mm-hmm. work from anywhere I wanted. But what I have found in my life is you, you, it's not only about just having freedom to be able to, you know, wake up when you want to wake up. Yep. For me, the missing piece at that time when I was around 50 was that I was simply not earning enough money yeah. for me to feel uh, successful and empowered and independent. Mm-hmm. And I was married and still am married. And, you know, I had support from my husband, but I, I feel that that limited me because it never gave me the, the burning push of my bum mm-hmm. to really stand on my own feet all these yep. years. And that was my moment. And I just said, I, I remember I was sitting in our, our little apartment um, in Switzerland. My husband is Swiss mm-hmm. and I was sitting there in our little, like, you know, Ikea office little table <laughs> thing that I put together by herself. Every, everything is white. Yeah. Everything is white. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily I do like white desks. Yeah. The truth. And I said to myself, there is just no freaking way I am waking up on my next birthday not doing over six figures. No yeah, awesome. way. And that was it. That was the turning point. And from there, it just went up and up and up. And I now have a multiple seven-figure business. That is awesome. So your uh, your site, so you you eventually shifted gears from the Amazon world 
to your own site. So your site is what now? No, um, not quite what you just said. Oh, so okay. I have continued to be on Amazon. Okay. Amazon, Amazon still is my primary way that I sell my clothing. Interesting. So, yeah. So my business is called Back from Bali. Like you're bringing mm-hmm. everything back from Bali. And I sell this beautiful bohemian style, comfortable, mm-hmm. colorful clothing for women of all ages. Yeah. And, you know, I've shifted from, you know, going back to Bali with a duffel bag and carrying <laughs> everything myself to manufacturing in Bali. So I have many, nice. many vendors, many, many manufacturers. I have mm-hmm. operations manager in Bali yeah. and everything. You still get the authenticity. It's oh, just yeah. you control. Yeah. You control your manufacturing at that point. I control the manufacturing and then the beauty of Amazon, the beauty of the, the, this, this way of working is that my clothing um, gets all produced in Bali and in Indonesia, and then it gets shipped with UPS okay. and directly into Amazon's warehouses. So there, at this point, I don't know, I would guess there's maybe 300 Amazon warehouses throughout the country. Yep. And it it get Amazon figures out who my buyer is, where they live mostly, yeah. and my, my clothing gets sent to all these different warehouses in in the U.S. And yeah. then Amazon handles actually the sale of it and the customer services. Everybody yeah. knows well, and, and the shipping and everything else, so you don't mess with it, and it's awesome. Yeah. So this is my business model, and I also do sell myself through my own website as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, and they can go on your website and see really all the things that you offer because it can be hard on Amazon to see everything that you offer. So it gives them that piece of it as well. Um, you know, for somebody that's sitting out there that says, hey, I kind of like that story. What I mean, what would you say could shorten that time period for somebody that's sitting out there that says, I want to I want to do what she did? Yeah, I mean, it, it. We we all hear this over and over again, but it really has to do with mindset. Yeah. Um, and what that means is really getting clear on what you really, really want. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was, you know, when I was sitting at that little IKEA desk, that that was my moment when I got honest with myself about what I wanted, because previously. I was saying, I want to be free. I want to be able to go to my yoga classes. I want to have my own time. And what I discovered in my own self was that that I had actually maybe fear of being more successful because I didn't know if I could do it. And even if I did do it, did I want to be that, quote, kind of person, all right? Yeah. who's successful and, and, and money you're evil and you and yeah, evil. You're, yeah you're a horrible person because you make money and exactly <laughs> and so these are the mindset issues that we all yeah. struggle with you know it's not just fear of success it's also or, or fear of not being successful it's also fear of being successful yeah. and so what I would tell somebody is to get honest about what you really 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 want and you have to say really three times that's the mm-hmm. important part and once you really get honest because maybe you really 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 don't want to you know Mm. have your own business maybe you really 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 want to work for somebody else so get very honest about what it is you really 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 want that's by by far the most important part and then to know yourself to understand your deep belief systems that Mm. have influenced the choices you've made 
in your life, you know, in particular here, we're talking about work here and freedom and everything. So therefore it ties into career and work. So what are the, what is your stories, your money story, your belief story that you are living? What is the lens you're living through? And mm -hmm. this is the, this is like inner work. In fact, I think getting, becoming an entrepreneur is probably the deepest work you could possibly do in your life because it's like getting a PhD in, in life in yourself because you have to face so many of your own insecurities. And there's lists that go on and on of so many things that you have no idea how to do ever, mm -hmm. you know, right? It's like you're constantly being faced with, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And next, next, next. Yeah. That's awesome. So did you, you know, that mind shift or mind shift change, uh, was that just you or did you have mentors that kind of helped you through the process or? Well, that's the next step. And, you know, okay. I just I also want to mention, I, I've written a book about this that will be oh, yeah. out in a, in a few months. And I've written it in particular for women entrepreneurs, because, mm -hmm. you know, there's issues around women that are, are really important, especially when it comes to mindset around money. And well, like and, yeah. And, and, and I think what you said there, sometimes, and I find this working with women entrepreneurs, sometimes some, it is that if I, what if I am really successful, How, am I going to be seen as that horrible woman? That's a successful entrepreneur that doesn't care about anybody. But I, I always tell people that the best advice I ever got was from a good friend of mine. That's been a uber successful entrepreneur. And he basically put it this way, you know, there's always the, the women tend to be, hey, I really want to help the world. And I want to do this. And and you've got to get past the, I want to help the world, but you got to make some money to be able to help the world. And he said, you know, who can help the world better? The guy on the sidewalk with the sign that says, give peace a chance or Bill Gates. <laughs> you know, it, Bill Gates can help the world a lot more. And he does as a result of that. And he's not an evil you know, an evil entrepreneur. He's he's using what he did to make the world better. That's exactly right. And another yeah. way to say it is how can you be the light in the world when you can't pay your light bill? Even better. I love that one. <laughs> and, and this is really, you know, this is so much the issue. So yeah. the so you know you have to look at what you want. Mm -hmm. And for me, really, the next step was um, hiring help, hiring, okay. and I don't mean team, I'm talking about mm -hmm. hiring a, a mentor, a consultant, yeah. a coach, who specialized in my business, which was e-commerce. And that nice. was the next thing that I did that then really started to elevate me. Mm -hmm. Well, my my friend Chris Crone, or Chris Crone puts it a, a different way too. There are mentors and there are coaches. Uh, hire, a, hire a mentor because they typically have been there and been successful. Well, they have been there and been successful. Uh, coaches, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I can't agree with you more. You hire someone, what I often tell people, hire someone who is where you want to be and was where you are now. Yes. That it's is awesome. the experience, working with someone with the experience is what will get you much, much further. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your book. What's uh, what's going to be in it and, and uh, when's it coming out? Yeah, so the name of the book is Seven Keys to Seven Figures, The Woman okay. Entrepreneur's Guide to Money and Freedom. And I wrote the book because, you know, okay, first of all, I didn't go to business school. I, you know, have a clothing right. company. I don't even know how to sew. 
I, you know, I didn't, I had an unsuccessful business for a really long time. And now I have a very successful business. How in the world did I do this? And I want to tell people how to do it, or at least what I did. And that is why I I wrote the book and that there's seven keys to it. And, you know, two of the keys actually we talked about already, which Mm -hmm. is wanting it. And also what I call becoming a ferocious learner such yeah. as getting the help. Yeah. So the book is will be coming out and my my wish so much is is to help women uh become the sovereign of their lives. And this yeah. is really my my mission, my goal, my yearning these days. And because I really strongly believe that without financial independence, it simply can't be done. It's as oh. simple as that. Women need to make their own money. Mm-hmm. And what I interviewed a lot of women for the book as well. And you know, what I found and what everyone realizes is that you can't just you can't depend on your your husband or your spouse or, or oh. your father or whoever it is for many different reasons through oh. divorce or death or things that happen and that it is imperative that women have independence and also because the world is changing so much i mean we are in an incredible crisis in the world it is really a very unbelievable time and we need more women out there to lead mm-hmm. and to be able to influence the world and the changes that are really happening in education in all different ways. And without money, without having one's own platform to stand on, our voices are not going to be heard at all. And so that is why I wrote this book is to help other women entrepreneurs really elevate themselves. But it really starts with one's own mindset. And like what you said before about your clients, your women clients, that they were that we touched on that, you know, what kind of person will I be? Mm. I mean, I actually have a tiny story about that, that illustrates that. um, If you, if you want me to share it, please bring it on. I love it. Yeah. I mean, this, this is pretty typical. So it's scary to actually like stand up and say, you know, I'm a multi-million dollar business and I make money as a woman. And and let me now tell you why. Mm -hmm. So my husband was out having dinner with his best friend and they're in a pizza restaurant, hanging out, having a beer, having a pizza. (laughs) And about a week or two or something, or three weeks before that, I decided that one of the things that need to happen uh, for women to get more and more comfortable with standing on their own feet or talking about money, um, having the guts to say they even like money or love money, that I needed to start uh, sharing my sales on social media and letting people know, because actually years earlier, I was petrified to tell anybody because I didn't (laughs) be, quote, judged. Yeah. So I had just at that time uh, hit the seven-figure million mark. Nice. I made this big announcement. So anyway, so my friends, Heinz's friend is with him, and they're they're having their dinner. And the friend says to my husband, listen, I don't know if I should bring this up, but I read Leslie's post, and I was shocked. (laughs) He said, I was shocked. I didn't think she was that kind of person. So I share this because this is the risk that women take when they are stepping 
more into a strong position. And yeah. that's the reason for the fear. There, there's reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like in our imaginations. Look at my 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 experience. Luckily, Heinz, my husband, he came back and told this to me. And I was like, great, I'll add this to my book. Did it. <laughs> but I have to thank this, this yeah. man who's, but, it's, you know. Yeah, but, but think about that. You know, if uh, are you really my friend if you would look down upon me because I shared that? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to share my success. And and do you really think, you know, and, and I mean, maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. But I think it is across the board. And and honestly, I don't see it necessarily just a woman thing. I think it's, it's you know, us as entrepreneurs, you you share your stories. And, you know, I mean, I, my first exit from a business is a seven-figure exit from a business, you know, and it was one that we started six years ago. So I just was we were in the right place at the right time. We built a great business. My partner wanted to go a different direction than I did. And, you know, well, I exited from the business and he'll go on and it'll be a, you know, fantastic business over time and he'll make lots of money. But for me, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to say, hey, it was a seven figure exit. I worked my butt off. And there was a whole lot of years in there at the very beginning where, I mean, I was delivering food <laughs> to people just to pay the bills so that yeah. we could, you know, keep the business going. And, you know, you, maybe some of it's luck, but a lot of it's hard work. And I mean, you, a lot put, of it's hard work. you put in a hell of a lot of years <laughs> making less than six figures total for the business. And that's, that's not, right. that's not taking money home and actually spending it. That's just, right. yeah, it costs a lot of money to manufacture and ship stuff over from Valley. So oh, that's you, right. know, you, you earn the right to, to toot your horn a little bit. I, I'm just <laughs> proud of you for that. I mean, and you should, because there's people out there that are, that are sitting there today that, you know, I call them cubicle warriors. I mean, yeah. there's those people, sometimes they're working from home now because our world's changed, but a lot of times they're working from a cubicle and they're just dying a little bit every day. And those of us that have had success, we need to share those success stories because you don't have to live your life for 40 years miserable, you know, to, to get to a point in your life where you now have a life you need to you need to live life as you go. And so you hit two of my you you actually hit two of what I consider there. I think there's three freedoms. Okay. So you yes. have the the physical time freedom that yep. you gave yourself really from the beginning. You have financial freedom, which you gave yourself. And then I have I, I call it freedom of action, but it's your bucket list. You know, oh, it's yeah. it's those items that if I don't do this, I will regret this for the rest of my life. And that's something that you can start from the very, very beginning before you yeah. have financial freedom and all that. And I honestly think that it's those things. I mean, just think if you just stayed in PR and you had never taken that trip to Bali, that was a bucket list item that you checked off that totally changed your stars. And yeah. it didn't mean that you instantly were a success, but that one choice that you made in your life changed everything it changed everything and that's why you know when if anyone's listening to this and they, they they've had conversations in their own heads going like hmm i wonder if like i wonder yep. if i did this i wonder if i went to that conference i wonder if i checked out this product idea i wonder if i sign up for that course like anytime you have this i wonder inside yourself that is i believe your soul calling you to do something about it yep. otherwise you would simply wouldn't have the thought inside your yeah. head. I believe that so much because it's 
not everybody has the same wonder. Not everybody wonders the same thing and wants the same thing. So it's really coming from inside of you whenever you have that. And I think the difference between um, successful people and unsuccessful people really do have to do with the people who take the action on that wondering. Absolutely. It, it, it it's like you you could you know you could create as many dream boards as you want in your life mm-hmm. you could r- write as many journals that you write to yourself mm-hmm. about your dreams and wishes but until you but until you actually take action and actually do yeah. something about it nothing will happen yeah and and know that you're going to screw it up i mean that's yes. the, that's, that's i it. mean good <laughs> god i mean i've screwed up so many things but you know, I, I can't tell you how many people when I when I opened my first co-working space were like, oh, I had that idea. Yeah, I was going to do something like that. What, you know, how did you do it? And I was like, I just did yeah. um, and and didn't know what the hell I was doing and screwed up a bunch of stuff at the beginning and almost lost the business and figured out ways to make it work. But that's what, you know, that is the difference. And you hit it right on the head. It's the people who get success down the road take action and they can yeah. they they take action but then they continue to take action yes over time you know they don't just hit oh well gee i sold all this stuff out at the at the fair now i can go back and get a job in pr no exactly you uh, you're, you you were hooked <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like i like this cash in my hand this is <laughs> selling's not so hard after all right <laughs> well you can get someone else to sew <laughs> that's true yeah that's true you had your mom there to, to help out with that but yeah sounds like they were excited no matter what so that's right exactly well, that's awesome i i'm just so proud of you i mean i i just love your story it's just absolutely amazing and cannot wait for the book to come out so uh, as soon as it does, you let me know because I want to be your first review on Amazon. For All right. I was going to take you up on that. Thank you. I, you are more than welcome for that. All right. Let's switch gears here now. And we're going to talk about the fast five questions. Okay? All right. Yeah. All right. So first question, you wake up in the morning, business is gone. You have all the knowledge in your head, $500 in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live. What do you do first? You know, I have to tell you, this time in my life, it's pretty damn perfect. (laughs) I think I would probably do what I'm already doing right now. Why not? Yeah. And that is simply, I like to wake up and meditate. All right. And I feel that when I meditate and when I connect inside myself and I like get past the the thoughts or what I'm going to be doing. And I feel like aligned with connection to, you know, your spirit or whatever you want to call it, then that's going to be a good way to start my day. So that is what I do every day. And then I love to get outside. I'm living right now in Florida, which is a lot of fun because it's warm. And we started playing pickleball and we go running and yoga. So that is the way I like to start every day. And that's what I would do. And that's what I do do. That is awesome. What is the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Pick one. <laughs> yeah, it for sure it was not hiring someone to help me figure out what to do. No doubt okay. about it. 
because you you don't know what you don't know. And every, yeah. everyone hears that already, but like, how are you supposed to know what to do when you have no idea what it is you don't know what to do? Mm-hmm. So by far, that was my biggest mistake. And when I finally hired the person who is where I want to be and was mm-hmm. where I am now, okay, that is when everything changed for me. And by the way, to this day, I still work with the same person. I have other consultants also, but I've been working with her for more than 11 years now. Nice. And she continues to help me on my business. But that is the biggest mistake entrepreneurs can, can make is not to get guidance from yeah. people who know what they're doing. Yeah, not not yeah, not investing in your business to find the people who've actually made all the same stupid mistakes that you're making. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. What's a good book that you would recommend for our audience? Okay. Um, the book that really also changed my business is called Profit First. Oh um, God, yes. All right. <laughs> it's a Bible by um, we, we are profit firsters. We're we're Mike McCallowitz fans on here, regardless. So okay. So maybe everybody listening already knows about that yeah. book. That that changed my life as well yep. because you know, when I was first working with my consultant, um, I remember one of the first things she said to me is, Do you pay yourself? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Am I supposed? <laughs> to be you know that was, <laughs> with what <laughs> like with what? no I was like okay well I buy plane tickets when we're going on vacation she's yeah. like no do you pay yourself and I'm like and that's when I said am I supposed to be so mm-hmm. I learned the profit first system yeah. uh and so that is a book and actually honestly all his books um and yeah. I would I would really learn from him I I do consulting now myself and nice. I am really surprised by how many businesses still don't use profit first yeah. at all and 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 setting it up that way. Um I mean just being able to go to a bank account and have enough money to pay your taxes without wanting to like, you know, go yeah. to the toilet or something. <laughs> that moment alone is is worth it that you always have the money available. That so awesome. profit first. That is awesome. Yeah, well and I mean take your profit out first before you pay all the other bills. And amazingly, your business will fit itself right into that whatever's leftover mode, or you'll yeah. figure out ways to get rid of the things that, that you don't really need so that you can take your profit out. Love it. What's a good tool that you use in your business every day? I really feel that scheduling the uh, action steps in your to-do list into your calendar mm-hmm. is really okay. important. And I don't think it matters. I know there's a lot of fancy apps out there. You can mm-hmm. also get, and if that works for you, great. But I just use, you know, my iCalendar on my, mm-hmm. on my MacBook. Yep. And what I do is, you know, I, I, I like to write out every day what I have to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I rewrite it out in the next day and I rewrite yep. it because I actually read something once. If you actually physically write it and you it's, don't type it. makes it, it stick. Yeah. It makes it stick. And yep. then what I do is I look at my list and of course we all have huge to-do lists, right? Mm-hmm. And I, when I can't figure out what to do first, I circle what will make me the most money and that's yep. the things that I will do. And then I schedule them into my calendar. So from First of all, I don't start working until about 12 every day. Oh, I like this. And, you know, so I'll schedule it in from 12 to 2. I'll work on the inventory. And from 2 to 3, I, I will do this and et cetera. And when you schedule your tasks into your calendar, you will be astonished by how much you get done. Because if you don't do that, you have your list, but then you're checking your email and you're doing other things. And you it, it just 
goes by the way, wayside. So that's so you. You basically created the calendar version of Profit First. Oh, did I? You schedule, <laughs> you schedule in all your fun at the beginning yeah. of the day, then you yeah. actually get some work done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to have fun every day. And, and regardless, you're going to have fun at the beginning of the day. And then the rest of it's like, meh, it's the afternoon. It's hot anyhow. I want to be in, in the air conditioning. So yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> that is fantastic. All right. Final question. What is your definition of freedom? Freedom has always been my number one value for all of my life, for sure. And to me, freedom, first of all, it means really knowing deeply who you are and what lights your fire and what really motivates you and what your passions and your desires are. Mm -hmm. And then creating a life that fulfills those things. And you can't possibly have all of those things without creating wealth as well. Yeah. Uh, so the two go hand in hand. And through wealth building, through knowing who you are, through knowing what you truly want, not what someone else tells you you want, or you thought you want, or you once wanted, but what you truly want. And if you follow those things, you marry that with actions in the world or in your business that really fulfills those values that you have what you want when you marry those two together you have complete freedom and um, freedom as you said in your bucket list freedom of money freedom of when you want to wake up freedom of where you want to live and that's what freedom is i love it what a wonderful that's a wonderful way of putting it so if somebody wants to get a hold of you what's the best way to well, if you want to check out my book, and also I have tons of free content on how to be successful, especially as a woman entrepreneur, mm-hmm. check out my website, which is my name, lesliecooster.com. Okay. And if you are a woman who wants some beautiful bohemian style clothing, <laughs> uh, go on over to my website or Amazon and check out backfrombali.com. And it is pretty stuff. I, I went on there earlier today. It's just gorgeous stuff. It just uh, makes me want to go, hey, it's it's time for the beach. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Leslie, thank you so much. Just an absolutely wonderful conversation. Um, I really wish you well with your book. Um, and I am, I'm totally honest with you. Get it to me and I will make your first review. On I Amazon love it. All I, right. I know it's going to be an awesome story um, you. that, that you're going to tell. So thank you very much. Uh, Folks, we do the show two times a week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure that you subscribe. Yep, there we go. Subscribe to the channel. And we will uh, have wonderful people like this on all the time, sharing their stories and their their freedom stories. So thanks a lot. And we'll see you all back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.